glory to the name of our King, the Most High God, Lord of Lords, God of all gods, wonderful shepherd. Father, we bless you and we thank you. We thank you that you are a hiding place, a strong tower, a high habitation, but help us to recognize those traits of you so that we will learn how to dwell in your presence and to run into those safety places so that we could be safe, to know that when we stand for you and for righteousness, you cover us and you keep us. We have nothing to fear or nothing to be ashamed of. Help us, Father, open up our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking in the universe to his covenant elect people. God, we need to know who we are in you now more than we've ever needed to know. Don't let us be deceived by all of the mass conversations and actions that really take us away from your original creation. For you've called us to be a people of kingdom thoughts, to be peculiar people on this earth so that the light of Jesus can shine through us and people can see and hear and be saved. Now I thank you, Father, for your word and, and a due season. And I thank you that the ears are open to hear and there will be a change. I lift up all of those who are out of state traveling during this holiday season. I thank you for the traveling mercies you provide for them, the ministering angels you have assigned to each one of us and each one of them to keep them on the course of life that you set for their destiny. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that during this time of travel that they will remember that they are still on the battlefield and they're serving you and let their voices be heard and be received as they speak out the mysteries of Christ. I thank you, Lord, for those who are, are experiencing a few health challenges, that they will keep the faith, they will speak the word, they shall recover and be whole, be healed in the name of Jesus because they understand the blood and the cross of Jesus Christ. We will not falter or not waver, but we will stand and continue to stand, therefore, trusting in you, in your word, in your word, in your word, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you for showing me the things you want me to see, so when I speak, Master, it will be those things you want me to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Continue with, with uh, where we left off at last week. And we left off at verse 13, so we're going to pick up at uh, 14 and go through 25. Okay, I'm going to read the verses and then we'll go back and, and break them apart. 
Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearts. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. I have some thoughts right now with that. Okay. They strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearts or the ruining of the hearts. In other words, that rhetoric that you're listening to, all it's doing is ruining your heart, and your heart is the one that has to hold on to the faith. Okay, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shone profane and vain babblings. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Now, in the strong man, his name and what's his gain, there is a, the, the strong spirit that produces babbling. Uh, I don't know if it's the lying spirit or the jealousy, but, but vain babbling is wicked and sinful. And I don't think we think about it. When you're just running off at the mouth and it profits nothing, and you're sharing or, you, or saying things that you think it sounds cool. Because remember, Paul is talking to the body of Christ, okay? Um, it says 15, I mean uh, 17. And their word will eat as doeth a canker, will spread like a canker, of whom is Hymenus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. In other words, he didn't believe, they did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and that everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And that, that is that sin that we inherited from our foreparents, Adam and Eve. And the, and, and the way we get from that is accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Amen. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor, or I should say, wood and clay. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. So if he cleanses himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Sanctified means set apart to be useful and to be prepared to do the good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity. Another word for charity is love. Peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. He's saying, when he says flee, he's saying to flee the youthful lust, but pursue. When it says follow, but pursue righteousness faith, love, and peace. 23, but foolish and unlearned questions. Another word for that unlearned is ignorant. <laughs> 
questions, avoid knowing that they do gender strifes, that all that they do is generate strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive or quarrel, but, he, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, in other words, be able to teach and, and, and be patient, and meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves if God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So, okay, let me break some of this stuff down. And meekness, correcting those in opposition so that they may know the knowledge of truth and have a true repentance means that they will turn from the wickedness unto righteousness. That's what repentance is. Confession is with the mouth. Repentance is an action. Okay? And they that may recover themselves uh, out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his, at his will, that they will come to themselves and, and, and come to their senses so that they are no longer captive by, by the devil and caught up in his snare. Okay? All right. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. This is part three of be strong in the grace of God. Be strong in the grace of God. I'm for uh, verses 14 to 15. I'm going to read Tony Evans' commentary. Now that Christmas Day is over, you didn't live for one day. <laughs> Amen. Okay, uh, let me see. Tony Evans. Okay, let me read that verse again so that you can comprehend. 14 and 15. Of these things, put them in remembrance. Now, what he was talking about was the last three verses uh, of, of this chapter, which would be 11, 12, and 13. He says, put these in remembrance. Okay, let me read those verses again so you'll know what he's talking about. He says, in that same chapter, in 11, 12, and 13, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. In other words, we're to die to flesh in order to live in the spirit, okay? If we suffer or endure, we shall also reign with him. So when you endure to overcome the things that are trying to overtake you, you will reign with Christ. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. In other words, he cannot dwell in a vessel who do not believe and receive because that's not his character. Okay? So when in 14 he says, of these things, put them, he's telling Timothy to remind the people to embrace these things charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show themselves approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly divining, dividing the word of truth. When we study, we need to study in mind to learn, to grab, to hold on, not to just preach and teach. Because you can only preach and teach what you digested. So when you're studying to be changed, then your preaching and teaching is more beneficial. Okay, so this is, this is what Tony Evans' uh, commentary was about this. In the same way that federal agents identify counterfeit currency 
through their intimate knowledge of the real thing. It is believers' knowledge of the truth that will enable them to identify error. Local churches need pastors who know the word and help God's people and help God's people know and, and apply it. Okay. And I, I agree with that. When you don't study the counterfeit, because you will be deceived. You study the real thing, and then you would automatically recognize the counterfeit. The people are in the bank, they're trained to study the real thing, so when counterfeit money comes up, they recognize it immediately. Okay, because counterfeit, I have written some notes about that, counterfeit comes very close to what the real thing looks like. That's the deceiving factor. It comes looking very close to what the real thing looks like. So that's why you can easily be deceived. But when you know the real thing, you will not be deceived because whatever little error that is in the counterfeit, it shows up and it blossoms out like big time. Well, that's what happens with God's truth because people who take the gospel and turn it into something of a different doctrine than what's been taught and preached and written, then when you know the real deal, you're recognized that's man's doctrine and not Christ. Amen? So that's what we need to be, to, uh, to be focusing on and to show ourselves approved to God. Not to man, but unto the Lord. That's who you need to be showing yourself approved to. He says that, that if, if, if you are pleasing him and pleasing him, he'll make your enemies to be your footstool. See, we focus on the wrong stuff. We focus on getting even with people, showing people, and, you know, and all of this kind of stuff. We need to learn to focus on what God is saying, and God will handle the mess. He says, vengeance is mine, and he will get even with those who are not doing what they're supposed to do. When we, the body of Christ, learn how to submit, surrender to, unto him, and allow him to do the work. But when we're in the way, he steps back and lets you have your way and give you over to a reprobate mind. Amen? Now, um, this, this 16, but shine profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Actually, you can kind of lump this up with verse uh, 22 when it says, flee also youthful lust, all of the things that will have you operating like who you were before Christ. You know what? Today's church, they want to be so hip and so up to date, and, and, and we have, have really did an injustice to the gospel because the gospel is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It does not have to fit in with, with what the fame is of the world. It's supposed to make a difference and shine out in the world, so we don't act like that. So, because you use profanity before Christ, what makes you think as a new creation in Christ that it's okay to use it now? Plus, it says 
very little of a person that can't get their point over without using profanity. And if you've been made over by the blood of Jesus and the cross, then your language is supposed to change. And he, God gives us wisdom from above. That means it can't be met by wisdom from below. It means that he will speak some things through you and to you that you hadn't even really known before. Because you surrender your will and your way to fill your mouth with good things. And Psalms 103, it says, one of the benefits of belonging to the Lord, that he will fill your mouth with good things. This is the good thing. So that your youth will be renewed like an eagle's. What we speak, what comes out of this mouth, determines the condition of this body. You can't speak all kinds of garbage mess and then expect to have health and wholeness. And so there's two things that a lot of Christians think there's nothing wrong with it. It's to use profanity when they feel that it's necessary and, and to drink. And there's nowhere in the Bible that encourages those two things for believers. Yeah, I may be touching on some toes, but so, oh, well. Um, and, and it's amazing how people use the one scripture in the Bible to validate drinking, and it don't have anything to do with that. When Jesus at the wedding, as a human, turned water into wine. Because at the reception, they ran out of wine. First of all, he did it because his mother wouldn't leave him alone. He had told her, this is not my time right now. But she insisted. Okay, so he did it. And he was accommodating the wedding reception by giving them what they had already been serving. But you notice that the people who was drinking that wine was said, you saved the best for last. That was one of his first miracles. Y'all know that. Well, let me tell you what that miracle was all about. <laughs> he was really trying to introduce them to the fact of the Holy Spirit who's going to come and empower you and come in you and you will be operating like a person who's intoxicated because you've come up out of yourself and be in the spirit. Okay, another factor is wine in those days were pressed from the grapes. And they didn't have the alcohol contents in it that intoxicate you like, like what we do today. Okay? But, but Jesus took the, the opportunity to show another miracle. We need the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do the supernatural miracles uh, that God, Jesus says we're supposed to do in the New Testament. He says that we will be able to do exploits. You can't do it in your flesh. You can't do it with your natural mind. It can only be done through the power of the Holy Ghost who works on us, in us, and through us. Amen. 
and, and that's what that was, was all about. He never intended, God has never intended for us to indulge in anything that takes us out of our minds. And our natural way that he created us. That is a spirit of lust. Flee youthful lust. That is a spirit of lust where you're craving for something because actually when you partake of these things, it gives you courage to do things you couldn't do in your naturalness. And usually those things are, don't edify a soul. Certainly sanctifying you and most definitely do not glorify God. It just makes you feel good for the moment. And then after, after it's over and the letdown, after you've been drunk on a high or whatever and it's over, you feel worse then. So you haven't accomplished any good thing. Amen. Okay, so he says, but shine profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Because we become what we say. Okay, it's, 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 it's what comes out of our mouth has the power to do some damage. But if we're bringing out good things, it has the power to create and do good stuff. Amen. And so, and then 17 says, and their word will eat as, as do with a canker, will spread like cancer. Of whom is Hymenus and Philetus, which are two people that did not believe in Jesus' resurrection. So if they don't believe in Jesus' resurrection, they are not saved. They are operating out of an antichrist spirit. Amen? Um, when you, you, you cannot have one and think you got it. So we have old cults and we have religious cults. So any religion that says Jesus only, a cult, a religious cult. God only, a religious cult. The old cult don't believe in any of them. <laughs> okay, now, you, we get deceived. You hear one word, oh yeah, they're in with the Lord. And generally, the word you're going to hear is God. That's not true. That's why we have to study and learn so that we'll know what we're coming up against because the counterfeit sounds close to the real thing, okay? You have to accept the whole deity, because remember, Jesus says, in order to get to the Father, you got to come through me. And if you have accepted him and got to the Father, he, he's promised to send you a helper, and his name is the Holy Ghost. So if you're not accepting the whole thing, you don't have the Holy Ghost. And you are not saved. And you are not prone for heaven. And I don't care how much, because it talks about all of that vain babbling. How much you talk and sound like a religious gang, it's just not happening. Do y'all understand? So don't be deceived because somebody happens to have some historical information concerning the Bible. 
and they're talking to you. Let me tell you, if you are a reader, okay, let me just say this, because I love to read, because I, I, you know, when you're reading, you can visualize stuff, have your own little concern, okay. But I started reading the Bible before I got saved, not knowing that this was God drawing me. So I started reading the Bible before I got saved, and, and I read some words and some stories, but I wasn't saved. So I can tell you about them little stories I read because I had pretty good recall. But I wasn't saved. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I didn't even have the understanding and the meaning and the purpose for those things. So I, could, I didn't do this. But I could have gone off and had little chats and conversation about stuff because I got some word information and, you know, I'm knowledgeable and I can run conversation with you. But because I didn't have Jesus in my heart and the Holy Spirit controlling me, then I did not have the revelation of that word. And it produced nothing. Now, when I got saved, born again, when I read the word, I began to get revelation of the word. That not only now I've been translated from darkness into the light, but now as I'm reading the word and getting revelation because I've been translated, now I'm being transformed. My mind and my soul is being transformed from darkness and strongholds into the light and to deliverance. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Okay. It doesn't end with the door opening of salvation. You got to go through and grow in the knowledge of who Jesus is in order for you to be able to be an overcomer because he says, I've already overcome this world and you overcome it by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You can't testify what's not present in you. Okay, so, all right, 19 to 21, it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. When we're in the foundation of Christ, there is a seal, and it keeps us. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity, depart from what you inherited. If you're still operating in that old nature, and you're not even looking to come up out of it. You better question your salvation. God as our foundation is a church of Christians and those who merely profess to be Christians. Believers are to be vessels of honor, cleansing themselves from false teachings so that they will be useful to God's kingdom and prepare for every good work. Now, if you're not in the word, you can't be cleansed. This is not calling up a prayer line and somebody anointing you with oil. We are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. So when we read the word, it is cleansing us. It's transforming our worldview to become a kingdom view. So you have to be in the word. Amen? Because that's where the true transformation actually happens. We, the, the, 
praying and inviting Jesus to come into our heart as the door opener. Once you go through that door, now you got work to do. Remember, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's not the end. Because you have invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart and you're saved and you come to services and you're not growing, don't think you're a shoe-in for heaven. <laughs> okay? All right. Um, in in, in, in um, 20, it says, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of, uh, of clay, and some to honor and some to dishonor. The first time I, 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 I read that, I had to go over and over and over again to get, to get an understanding and we're going to do that. Verse 21, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Now, think about something. Um, in your home, there are vessels of wood and clay. Those everyday dishes and stuff that you use, okay? But for special occasions, you have special dishes of a higher quality of gold and silver. And they're used for honorable occasions and special people who are coming over uh, that you, you know, you want to honor. Amen? We as believers should be used as honorable useful vessels to God's kingdom. So we need to be vessels of gold and silver, which means we've been tried and true. You have been before the Father, and you've asking him to cleanse you, to free you, and to deliver you. Stop coming to God thinking he's supposed to just accept you any old way because he understands. He understands that you're not willing to do anything for him. That's what he understands. And I don't care about your past history and heritage that put you in the place where you are now that is weak like clay and wood. You have a new heritage when you got saved. You have a kingdom heritage. And all you need to do is get before your king and humble yourself and ask him to fix you, to rearrange you, to change you and turn you so that you can become a vessel of gold and silver. When the potter is putting the clay on the potter's wheel, to mold it into something beautiful, to seal it, don't they burn it? <laughs> Glory! That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes to burn out the mess when you surrender. He's not going to do it unless you request it because he's a gentleman. See, Satan will set you on fire and burn you up, and you didn't even ask for it. But the Lord waits for you to ask for him, and then he burns just enough to get the mess off, but to beautify the rest. 
He don't come to destroy you. He comes to remake you and make you a vessel of honor that he can use and bring. And when he uses us, then his kingdom is realized here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And you're no longer a counterfeiter. <laughs> because, see, counterfeits may sound good. It may sound similar. But if it isn't the real gospel, it serves no purpose of good to the hearer, and it will send the one who's speaking straight to hell. As a believer, when you have, when you hear, you must give out the truth to save that person or person. So when you hear the counterfeiter speaking to you, then you, in a, in a mode of love and patience, speak the truth to counteract the lie. Don't accept it. That's not being courteous. That's being passive. To be courteous is to speak the truth where you're not attacking but you're sharing. Amen? The Lord is calling for a holy people, not a church person, not a call-by-name Christian, but a Christian called by the name of his or her Savior, Jesus the Christ. You don't want to just be called a Christian and you don't act like it, you don't look like it, and you don't smell like it. They need to recognize you for who you are. Okay, verses 21 through 26, which tells us, these are the things that believers must do to work out your own salvation. And that is flee youthful lust. Youthful lust is, doesn't necessarily mean chronologically age. It meant how you were before Christ. But follow righteousness. You have to pursue righteousness. You have to pursue faith and you have to pursue love it just, and peace. It just does not occur when you're not pursuing those things. Amen. And, 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 and when you pursue faith, you are purposely walking and trusting in God and something that you know can't happen any other way. And guess what? Remember I told you that the Lord had already gave me the word for the year? And it's called testing time. We're in that testing time now where your faith can be elevated and other people can see it because you're pursuing it. When we pursue these traits, which are the traits of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then that's when our hearts are now pure. It purifies your heart. He says, but foolish and unlearned, I'm in 23, but foolish and unlearned questions or ignorant questions <laughs> avoid <laughs> knowing that they dispute and causes strife, gender strife. Let's see, 24, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but gentle unto all men and able to teach and to be patient. And meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves if God pre will give them repentance. In other words, 
you never know when God is working in the spirit of someone else that will cause them to repent, turn, not just, you know, confess, but to turn from their ways and turn into a new way. And you don't want to get in the way of that possibility by trying to get somebody straight. <laughs> and that they may recover themselves or come to their senses, the senses that was intended for them by their creator, our father who art in heaven. Now, these are the things that we, the believers, must do to work on, and that's working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, okay? Why? Because sin drives you insane. Y'all don't want to believe that? Right now, sin has everybody just about insane. I know in the United States of America, I know about some of these other countries because they're not as, as weird as we are. Why? Because the righteous is silent, waiting for God to do something supernatural. And sin has brought insanity to the earth, raging and reigning as God is waiting for the church to do supernatural works in the name and authority and the power of God. See, nothing has changed or happened because God is waiting for us to stand up and do what he said I've already done. And all authority and power has been given unto me. I give it unto you. And he commanded the man to take authority over the universe. What do we do? We run and hide and we do whatever they say we need to do. Why do you think we have the Holy Spirit? To empower us to do what God says to do that we can't do in our own and in our flesh. Are you willing to stand on what he is saying or do you believe the height? From 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. is the restoration time. If you didn't get enough sleep, hang it up. And go to bed early the next time. Okay? Because you can't catch up. You're not catching up because you just keep sleeping and sleeping. There is an issue. There is a problem physically or emotionally wrong that keeps you sleeping trying to catch up with something that you missed. But. When we don't let our bodies be restored, it's a tearing down, and it's a slow thing. Let me tell you, people, especially our people, associate certain sickness, disease, and, and deterioration as an age thing. It is not due to your age. It is a result of something's been going on for a long time, and it takes that period of time before it shows up, which means at a certain age, that's when it's going to show up because you're not getting younger. But those things don't happen because you have become a certain age. They have happened because it's been a practice you've been living all of your days, and it shows up once you get to that certain age. Now, whatever you're doing, if you're doing what's right, when you get a certain age, there's no deterioration that causes you to be sick, weak, crazy, and anything else. 
How do you think people back in the biblical days who lived off of the herbs and the ground, what God created, lived to be hundreds of years of age and didn't look it, obviously, because Sarah was so fine at her old age that she was being hit on. That's because they were living according to what God says to do. When he says, the trees in the garden, eat it. Amen? So there are some things that we have to naturally do and take care of in order to produce life. But most importantly, and I'm saying that now because of the age we're in now, you cannot let fear be the driving force in your life. Because it's destructive. And it destroys you spiritually, physically, and your soul. Amen. Amen. He says, as a doctor of holistic medicine, Lynn looks at the whole person when it comes to health. Right now, he says, people's immune systems are being attacked by the virus on three fronts. I want to talk about three points to open people up to defend themselves and fight the virus. Lou said, right now, people have fear. That's the key. The, this fear is an assault on our physiological states, our spirits, and our physical bodies. It's been widely reported that the pandemic has led, has led to a plummeting in mental health, that depression and anxiety have become prevalent um, amid a new crisis. We have also long been aware that mental health affects physical health and immunity, which means if you're so fearful, then if you come in the area of this thing, you're most likely going to come down with it because your immune system has been violated. And, 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 and what's the word I want to use? Compromised, thank you, and, and been compromised. It's not because of the virus is so potent and it's so fluent is because of uh, all of the viruses, all of the diseases in the past, why this particular one have us on this kind of journey that we're on now? Because it's far deeper than what you understand. Amen. Amen. He says, mean, mean, meaningful spiritual entertainment is able to empower your mind, body, spirit. Now, where he's going to go into the opera, but but this is an opportunity for me to tell you when we keep pushing you, pushing you to worship and to praise, it is like taking medicine. It helps to uplift your spirit and that helps your immune system to be on a high. So when we're praising and worshiping, you are being in health, being in a sound mind. Okay. So, but there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, uh, opera. I love opera. Okay. So, and this is what he's going to. Okay. But anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just so excited when I read this. I'm like, Lord, I got to incorporate this with the message. Lou said, through the arts, through performance, we help people overcome fear and depression and anxiety. This is held as truth in medical science and positive psychology and the wisdom of the ancients since back before the Greeks built the Epidaurus theater, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing these Chinese words right, but that's okay. In 400 BC, 
as a place to honor except Ecleptus, the god of medicine, a place for the weary to cleanse their souls with therapeutic waters and theater. In other words, think of the water as the word. And the theater is praise and worship and is cleansing us. Glory. But what is special about Shan Young Performing Arts in particular, they're bringing hope to the world, to the people, to every individual, Lou said. Many years ago, Lou saw a performance by the New York-based Shan Young, the primary, premier classical Chinese dance company. Are y'all familiar with that? Because they have something every year. And he has been recommending it to his clients ever since. Now, I have just wanted to go because of the arts. Now I really want to go. <laughs> Music that moves the soul. Nothing moves the soul like gospel. Beyond the healing power of the arts in general, Lu points out that Shan, Shan Yang music blends ancient Chinese musical principles with the sound of full classical orchestra audience are most familiar with. I found the music of the Shen Yang performance to be very special because I am a music therapy doctor myself. I feel that although most of Shen Yang's symbol is Western instruments, the style of composition is actually in line with yin and yang and the five elements. It is music that expresses the harmony between heaven and earth. The ancient Chinese also believed music had the power to heal. The Chinese character for music is actually the root of the Chinese character for medicine. This music system is pent pentamic, based on five tones, which are attuned to the body's five main internal organs and the five elements of the exterior world. Now, let me just say this. Do you know why I feel that this is so important? Because the whole purpose of this pandemic and why is reaping so much havoc is to shut up the church. It's to shut up the church. We don't get it. That's why God hasn't done anything because he wants the church to stand up. He says for the church to press back the gates of hell. Okay? This man is getting it. Okay, because he realizes for, for the two to come together, there has to be something done to promote that. I'm talking about heaven and earth. Okay, um, let me see. The five, I mean, the first note, gong, is connected to the earth element and the digestive system. And music based on this note puts the listener in a state of serenity. For your digestive system to work like it needs to work, you have to be calm and serene because when you're not, it causes gas and everything else, okay? Now, see, that's what I'm saying. This, this thing is speaking my language. He says, the Jew note is vigorous and connected to the wood element and liver health. Glory. Shang is connected to mental the lungs and sorrow. You, it, you is melodious and quiet, transparent like water and connected to the kidneys. <laughs> Zai is joyous, connected to fire and the heart. That's the Holy Spirit, y'all. 
Lu's explanation matches that of Sheng Yang's closely, as this was common knowledge in traditional Chinese culture before communism, communism destroyed traditional culture in China, and then they're trying to destroy the United States. Mm -hmm. For 5,000 years, Chinese culture was believed to be divinely inspired and the deeply spiritual civilization was centered around the idea of harmony between heaven, earth, and humankind. It was only the last century when the Communist Party, atheists, and anti-China and nature took power and control over the nation, which you know there was a time, I don't know if they're still doing it, but if, if the woman was not going to have a boy, they killed the baby. The yin and the yang and five elements in the show are able to activate your energy circulation system, which in acupuncture we call medarian. Lou said that this energy really activates your whole mind, body, and spirit. Our body need energy. When you don't have good energy, you don't sleep well, you worry, and then you make mistakes because your mind is not clear. I know this is for a fact. Yesterday when I was at Dr. Bourne and I told him, I says, I need to know what is the do's and the don'ts while we're doing this long distance traveling. And the only reason I asked that because of some sensation that I was feeling. And he says that most of the rest, uh, play, uh, rest places, what do you call those things? Rest areas are like... Um, 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 three miles or more between each other. He says, every third one, stop and get out and walk. Do not sit in that car for long hours and don't get out and walk. Okay, y'all hear that? We get there when we get there. <laughs> it says that... Um, because your mind is not, oh, okay. This is very common. People lose their spiritual strength, their mental clarity, and then they make mistakes, and, and they then so easily get sick because they become weak. That's why people who, um, a lot of people who died from the, the coronavirus had other illnesses and mental depression or whatever that caused them to die. Don't forget this. This is how our whole being came from the universe, from God. Body, mind, and spirit. He says, uh, Shen Yang, a performance filled with spirit, with ancient wisdom and the healing power of art, jumpstarts that for that audience. Have faith. One of the three or busy modern mankind most easily forgets the importance of the spirit. And Lou expressed the wish to administer a reminder. We need to go back to our spiritual roots. Deeply connect with divine power. Connect with God and the universe, he said. Shen, Shen Yang uses historical stories and the power of music and dance to connect everyone with the original life source. People are ready for this. No matter what kind of religion you have, Christian or Buddhist or I don't know what that thing is, or yoga practitioners, there's a lot of spiritual practices still. Those people understand it, Lou says. Faith is, is every individual's own choice. 
Lou added and said he would not recommend someone who is still holding on to fear to go out and watch a show with their minds clouded with negativity. The three aspects of the body, mind, and spirit all need to be in balance. All need to be in balance. These are the three points that I, I want to make. These three aspects of the physical, the mind, and the spirit, Lou says, as for physical health, the Shen Young performers are human, too, he said, and they are healthy not only because they are athletes who tend to their physical state, but because they are um, mediators, meditators, I'm sorry, and people of faith taking care of their mental and spiritual status as well. And they are sharing their source of health, their fearless passion for the art and, and faith with, with the world. You see the importance? That's why we do not let fear drive us. Okay, I, I will do the salvation prayer. And I pray that it was able to pique the spirit of any of you who don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if so, your life can change and turn around, but it can only be done by a power greater than you, and his name is Jesus. The things that are going on that you want to see change you, and, and you don't know how to do it, only Jesus can do that, not a human being, not another human being. I can't do it for you, but Jesus can. So now is the time of salvation. It's definitely now because, like I said, when Jesus comes back, he's coming back for a believer to take them up into heaven so that tribulation hits the earth and it doesn't affect us. But if you are not prepared, you don't get to go up with him and you're going to face pure hell. You think it's hell now? There are no words to describe what it's going to be like. So now is the time for you to make that confession of faith and just tell the Father, I know I'm a sinner. Just repeat this after me. I know I'm a sinner. I'm weak. I'm worn. But I'm tired now. So Lord, I come to you to put myself on the altar for you to take and turn my life around. I believe Jesus came for that. So I'm asking you, Father, for Jesus Christ to come into my heart, save me, turn me around, change my thoughts. I want to be saved. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. And thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I invite the Holy Spirit to come in, possess me, so that I can live a life of a Christian. I thank you for the gift of salvation, and I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now the Lord be with you.
the Lord keep you, guide you, and give you peace. And doing the completion of our holiday season, the new year, I pray that you don't start out the new year with some darn resolution unless you resolve to be more like Jesus. And then he will do all of the other little things that you want to see change so that you will have a prosperous, blessed, holy year. And then we can make a change on this earth. We can come together as one flesh and make a change on this earth. You want your heart so changed and you want to walk differently than you've been walking before that when you go out into this outside world, you'll be able to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen.